G'day everyone and welcome to Unbox Your Gift, how to turn your passion into a profession. I want to talk today about how to actually know if you're in the right job or career or passion project. A lot of the times the biggest hurdle that people have is, well, what is my passion? How do I find what I'm good at? And if you're in that camp, in the very first few episodes of uh, this podcast series, there was two episodes that I did back to back on how to find your passion. But in case you can't or you're unable to go back to the previous episodes, you're most welcome to go to unboxyourgift.com, unboxyourgift.com. There's a free video resource that will teach you exactly how to find your passion. So by all means, go there. Now, once people find, you know, have an understanding of how to find their passion because we've distracted so heavily, we've been going to school and been told we've got to be good at maths and science and English the three core major subjects in a school curriculum. And if we're not good at those three particular subjects, then really um, our marks suffer and therefore our, uh, I guess, our status in the school or in the eyes of our teachers suffer because then we're not deemed as, you know, either consciously or unconsciously smart enough or, you know, savvy enough to get a good degree, to get a good job and then be in the promised land after that good job. But it just happens that that's not always satisfactory. That's not always, more to the point, fulfilling. And so once you come to a a crossroads in your life where you're tired of trying to fit into this box or this mould of school, university, then have a job for the rest of your life and just change jobs for the sake of income or because you had a bad manager or a bad team and you have to change jobs. That's really why people change most of the time. Um, Well, what I really wanted to do was teach people how to find their passion. And the reason why is because I just wanted to know what my passion was. I mean, at the end of the day, when I finally realised school wasn't the be-all and end-all and university wasn't the be-all and end-all and my failure or success didn't depend on school or on university, I realized, well, then there's a world outside of all of that that I've been taught that I can actually excel in. But I don't even know how to access that sphere or that realm of passion because I'm just completely dumbfounded by it that I could actually succeed without being good at school or being good at university. And so what I decided to do was look for people or look for some kind of way of finding my passion. And when I couldn't find it, at the time I was in learning and development in in the corporate space, and companies would hire me to help them find solutions to their problems. And I would create training solutions. And so I decided, you know, I want to find what my passion is. I create solutions for companies anyway. Why don't I go out and create this for myself? And so I did. I went and did the research. I went to uh, pretty much put my learning and development skills to the test and do it for myself and put together a process of how to find your passion. And that became known as the Passion Finder Formula, uh, how to turn your passion into a profession. And so that's been on my website, unboxyourgift.com. And it's absolutely free because I believe that we all need to learn what our passion is because if you know what your passion is and you go and strive for it, then you are putting the best step forward, the best foot forward for your children, your nieces, your nephews, your community. Because once we know what we're good at, once we get that that, that taste of what our God-given gift is, now we can really know that our time is being spent well. 
that we have a value add in the world. And we're not just a number in the workforce. And that our contribution counts and we can create contributions once we know what our passion is. We can create the profession, especially now, once we know what our passion is. And that's why I started the podcast, because I wanted to find the very people who took a passion, like selling socks, like wanting to create a shoe that grows, like wanting to um, help kids in hospitals who didn't, whose family didn't have financial support, like uh, a woman who, was, who saw a homeless man wanting shoes and try, wanted to ha- have passion about helping that man create a give back box. All these people, uh, about a, an, an athletic, an elite athlete who was a double amputee, born a double am- amputee, and didn't know what to do and he just loved swimming and created, became an Olympic swimmer, gold medalist, Commonwealth gold medalist swimmer from that passion of just swimming. And that's, those are the stories, those were the interviews, the insights, the journeys, so that you can stand on their shoulders and not have to reinvent the wheel, but just stand on their shoulders, take what they are teaching, take what they are saying, and just run with that and add your flavor to it. And so for you and I to know the possibilities that exist before us, and its passion is not bound by age or by time or by uh, as long as God gives us time, it's not bound by age or gender or location in the world. It's really just a matter of knowing what that passion is and having a fulfilling why that's going to take us through those things that we find inconvenient or a challenge or problematic. And so one of the questions that I – so once people find what their passion is, they usually find that they've got a few passions. And they have a hard time choosing which passion to choose. And on a previous episode, I think on the last episode or a couple of episodes ago, I actually did a, a – a training on how to find which passion to choose. If you're, you've got too many going on, you've got too many interests, passions going on, how to choose one. So make sure you listen to that if you're at that stage. This episode, I want to talk to you about how to know if you're in the right job, business, career, or passion project. Like how do you know if what you're about to embark on or start or leave is the right step? So I want to talk to you about that. So whether you're in multi-level marketing, whether you are um, leaving a career, whether you're starting a career, starting a business, this is going to apply to you. So I want you to look at if you're in a job, if you're in a job right now, I want you to look, project yourself five years from now. And I want to look at, I want you to really think about your manager or your director or the people that you report to up the top. Is that how you want to be? Is that the work you want to do in the world? And if it's a yes, wonderful. And if it's a no, wonderful, because it's all feedback. It's all information that you're going to be using to recalibrate or to continue going. And so first thing is five years from now, 10 years from now, do I want to be like my manager or my director or my, the people that I report to? The second thing that I want you to take a look at is to use Mel Robbins' words. When you think about the career or business that you're in, the career or business that you're in, does it expand you or does it shrink you? Does it expand you or does it shrink you? 
Now, let me give you an inside story here. When I was, I've been running a company now for about four years. Since I've left corporate, I've been running this company for four years. And I've been, I've just come back last year from an international South Asian and Middle Eastern workshop tour, teaching people uh, in various cities around the Middle East and Asia on how to find their passion and how to uh, take their work, their business idea, their passion project, and create a business, how to actually take it and create a, a craft, a signature talk that allows them to attract clients for their idea. And after having gone through so many different cities, and thank God and alhamdulillah for that opportunity, I'm very grateful. And then I did a, when I came back to Australia in Canberra, I left for Sydney in December to do a three-day workshop, a three-day retreat for uh, my high-end clients. And then I went into uh, another a kids event that I usually hold. And then by the mid-December, I had finished for the year. But it, and I went on about a three-month sabbatical to just really focus on what I wanted to do, the next step. Where do I want to go? So I was projecting myself five to ten years from to the, in the future and saying, of the people that I know who have been in my industry ahead of me or been in this coaching, consulting field, do I want to have the work that they do? Do I want to have the type of business, income, impact that they have? Because that's what I'm working towards, right? Because remember I said to you, look at your boss, look at where they are and see, do you want to be like them? And I actually said, no, I don't want to have a business like them. It doesn't really excite me. It doesn't expand me. It actually shrinks me. And so I thought, so okay, so now I realize that I'm evolving as a person. I'm changing. As you evolve, so do, does your passion. As I evolve, so does my passion. So I sat myself down uh, within the three months that I was taking a sabbatical and just recalibrating my work that I'd done for the past four years. And I said to my, I, went, I took myself to the passion process. Uh, and I did the whole process on myself because I had changed. And I realized that what I've always wanted to do, but I just kind of fell in to coaching and consulting. I don't know if you ever can relate that you just kind of fell into something. What I really always wanted to do was start my own podcast. I've always wanted to do many documentaries. And I've always wanted to create a social enterprise. I've always wanted to do that. I just did not know how and I was just a bit scared. I was a bit intimidated. I was overwhelmed. I was sticking to what I knew what to do, how to do. And so not focusing on the coaching and consulting arm of my work, it was a big leap because I had been doing it for so long and I had given so much time and energy and work and support and resources and effort and late nights and early mornings and travel time. So much had gone into it that to leave it was just, it was a big deal. But I knew it was shrinking me. And I knew it wasn't serving what I wanted to do, which was to really create an impact and show people how to take their passion and turn a profession, like in a very easy straightforward way so anyone could do it coming out of school going into school coming out of university going into the workforce changing careers in their 40s wherever they were in their life and I really wanted to demonstrate that and I wanted to demonstrate that those who are elders in our community our parents our grandparents our the people in the in the communities who 
are discarded as not being able to work in the workforce, well, what can they do? How can they contribute? Everybody wants to contribute in some way, shape or form. But to ask someone and say, no, you can't because you're sick or you can't because you've been labelled as disabled or, or unable to read or illiterate, whatever that outcast is, whatever that out, or not outcast, but the, the title that have, that have left them be left out of society, I wanted to include them back in. And that's what I really wanted to focus on. And when I really understood that about myself and I, I did the process on myself, as I said, I realised that I had to recalibrate. And so I asked myself, I projected myself into the future with the coaching arm and the mentoring arm, do I want to do this five years from now, ten years from now, with the examples that I have in front of me? It was no. Does it shrink or expand me? It definitely was shrinking me compared to the media that I'm doing right now, the work that I'm doing right now. And really, at the end of the day, I looked at it doesn't give me as much energy as what I'm doing right now is what I'm doing right now, creating mini docos, doing live Facebooks um, on my page, Unbox Your Gift, uh, doing live videos, doing the podcasting, mini docu, all that stuff that really speaks to my soul, creating a social enterprise for our elder generation who are going to really contribute to a greater good outside of themselves. All that stuff that I wanted to do, I knew was possible. I was just shrinking because I was not because what my work now that it entails and the vision that I have for the work, it's a big chunk and it's a big failure or loss or success. But I just didn't want to leave something that I already knew was familiar with and go to somewhere new, which is what I'm doing now. And trust me, it was a big leap in my mind because I was leaving the familiar world and going to the unknown world. And there are no guarantees in the familiar world or the unknown world. I just took a risk that if it's going to expand me, it's going to definitely impact the work that I do. But if it shrinks me, that too is going to impact me in a way that's going to be adverse to the people that I am in contact with. So those are the things that I want you to do. But here's what I want to show you also. <clears throat> just recently we had our Eid celebrations after the month of Ramadan. And I was sitting in... Um, with, with some girls that I hadn't seen, some friends that I hadn't seen in a very long time, years, because I had moved, excuse me, I had moved cities and they had, um, we all just kind of got busy, right? But E came around and we all saw each other after many, many years. And so we're sitting down and my sister comes and my sister was introducing me my, what changes have happened in our lives. And she was saying, so-and-so is now an optometrist. So-and-so is a uh, MD, a medical doctor. So-and-so is a lawyer. And so-and-so is now a school teacher. And when it came to introducing me, she said, uh, Rita is an international speaker. And it was interesting because I don't have a quote-unquote corporate title, optometrist, MD, uh, teacher, lawyer I don't have a corporate title anymore and so I was waiting to see what my sister would identify me as and how she would introduce me because well quite frankly the coaching and the mentoring part of my work has now been um, you know kind of been taken down because I've wanted to make space for the next evolution of my work which is podcasting and the media work that I'm doing 
And it was interesting. It was an aha moment because I suddenly don't have that title. I suddenly don't have that identity that I've identified with for such a long time. And so as you evolve, what I found in that moment, what was an aha moment for me was that as I'm evolving into the next chapter of my work, so too is my mindset that I need to get over not having a quote-unquote title that people can understand straight away, that people may be able to think, oh, okay, I don't know what that is or what that entails. Is that good or bad? We all know optometrists are smart people. MDs are smart people. Lawyers are smart people. Teachers are smart people. But an international speaker, hmm, you know, <laughs> you know a podcaster? Because there has been no, uh, what's the word, no experience. It's all very new. It's especially you around the circle that I'm in, maybe not for you as an international speaker, but the circles that I am in, it's all new territory, it's new terrain that people are not familiar with. And so out of, I, I felt, usually I would have felt a bit, oh my goodness, insecure, but I actually didn't feel insecure because I was very comfortable with the decision because I knew it was the right one. And so not having a title was just the process of getting to the next chapter in my life or being in the journey in the next chapter of my life. And I was at peace with not having a title, such as, you know, the ones that corporate give. Because our titles is what really gives us an understanding of who we are and how we belong and our our position, right? We've worked for that. And because I don't have that title, once upon a time, it would have bothered me. I would have felt lack. I would have felt insecure. But after having been in business for four years and now changing, recalibrating my direction, I'm more, thank God, at peace to know that there is a bigger vision than my ego of a title. You know what I mean? Like we all have ego. I have ego. And the whole point is to you know, minimize that ego, it's to contain that ego, it's to, you know what I mean, it's to starve the ego so that when you starve the ego, you're able to better serve other people, right? You better serve the work that you've been brought to do, the passion that you've been given. You are at a greater level of being able to be of service when you forego ego. And so what I realized was one of the things that passion, turning your passion to a pro profession really is looking at is forgetting the title because all of my guests that I have had, they haven't at all gone and on and on about my title. They don't, they don't call themselves CEOs or, you know, they might have to have that on their LinkedIn profile or they might have to introduce themselves as that when they're being introduced to do a speaking engagement. But they don't lead with I'm a CEO, I'm an Olympic swimmer, I am, you know, this whiz-bang person. They lead with the work. And that's what I find is when you turn your passion into a profession, that's what, and that's what people want to hear, why you do what you do. What is it that you do? What is the impact that you do? And I've learned so much from my guests that it has really opened my eyes. Now, the people that my beautiful friends who are lawyers and optometrists and MDs and teachers, there's nothing wrong with using titles. In fact, titles is what we do to make sure that we have confidence in someone. You know, if we're going to, if we have a problem with our eyes, we want to see an optometrist and not a vet, right? Like, you know, you want to be able to identify people. But my point is that when you change directions and you come out of the well-known world, 
and the world that we've, pre we've been prepared for in school and in university, which is the corporate world. And when you come out of that world and go into, if I could do something on my own, if I'm going to take a passion and turn that into a profession, it's uncharted territory. There's no year one, year two, year three, year 12, university. You know, you have to navigate your own way. And there are people, there are coaches, there are mentors along the way that can help you. But at the end of the day, your journey is your own. And that's why you've got to lead from the work and not a title. Because when you come, when you transition into that spot or that place of really turning a passion into a profession, you're going into a, a, a service. Not to say that the others aren't of service. It's just that now you're on your own. You don't have a CEO. You don't have a company director. You don't have a manager managing you. You, you have to manage your own time. You've got to create your own KPIs. You have to be able to be responsible for your own work, your own time, your successes and your failures because when you're on your own, you don't have a manager to blame. You can't blame the economy. You can't blame the government. You can't blame that there's not enough of government uh, whatever, right? When you go on your own, it's all 100% on you to make that thing work and you have to pray, you have to work, you have to strategize. You have to create a way in which you're going to take your work into the world and serve the world by taking a passion and turning it into a profession, aka unboxing your gift. So I wanted to share that with you, that how do you know if you're in the right career, whether it's in your job or in your business? It's to project five, ten years from now. Do you want to be like the elites in your industry or like your boss in your work, in your company? And if the answer is no, or yes, ask yourself, does the work expand you or shrink you? And really be honest about that. And then thirdly, does it energize you? And the shrink and the expand, that's coming out from Mel Robbins, who uses that term, does it shrink or expand you? And does it give you energy? As Mel Robbins would say, does it energize you? You know, when I teach people how to find their passion, one of the things I talk about is you have to understand your own personality. And if you do the passion process, you'll get to know your personality. Like I, I'm going to get you to nominate what your personality is. And one of the things that I say in that is you have to understand who you are as a person because if you're around an individual, a relationship who sucks life out of you, sucks energy out of you, say a spouse, a manager, a sister, a brother, a friend, a co-worker. You know, time drags. And if you're around a relationship that energizes you, gives you energy, a spouse, a manager, a co-worker, a friend, a family member, you become more, you expand who you are. And it's the same with your career. If it takes energy out of you, it's going to really limit you. It suck life out of you. If it, but if it gives you energy, who you are becomes more, expands, and therefore how you deliver in the world, how you show in the world, how you stand up and stand out and stand forward in your work, in your vision, in your contribution is going to be ever so much bigger, better, bolder, because who you are in the beginning is just authentic. It's true to you rather than pushing and shoving and pulling and it's hard. And don't get me wrong, whichever path you follow, passion 
or otherwise, it's still going to be work. There's still going to be times when you don't want to do it. But the core of it is it energizes you. The core of it is that it expands you. And as long as those two are intact, then you're good to go. But if you want more, more clarification than that, then go to unboxyourgift.com and download the free resource to help you find your passion. Now, if you would like help on how to find your passion, I'm looking to uh, document 100 people who want to genuinely find what their passion is. If you're a person who's in corporate, who's running a business or had a business or is at crossroads or if you're a mum at home, if you're anyone who's genuinely eager, not interested, eager to find what your passion is, I'd love to coach you for free. And here's why. The reason why I want to do it free is I only want to do it for a select few people. You need to email me at rita at unboxyourgift.com. That's R-I-T-A at unboxyourgift.com. You fill out a short questionnaire. And what we're going to do is select those who we believe are going to be eager to take what we give them and actually do the work to find your passion, right? Because it's not just a, uh, a magic pill. To want to find their passion. And what we want to do is we want to document it so that you finding your passion is motivation for someone else wanting to find theirs. And we want to make this accessible and free online, a resource where when I can coach you to find your passion, help you find your passion through this passion process, then we're going to put that online. So if someone is looking to find their passion, someone's in a really, they're just stuck, stuck in a rut, and they want out, but they just don't know how to get out or how to find the resource or kind of confused and disillusioned and doubtful, then hopefully if they stumble on this doc, little mini documentary that we're making and they see you finding your passion, that that gives them hope, understanding, resolution, commitment to find their passion and turn it into a profession. So if that speaks to you, if you would like me to coach you for free, now, by the way, people have paid $4,000 for a VIP day for one day for me to consult with them and coach them on how to find their passion. Because in one day I can get someone to, I don't know what to do, to that's what I need to do, and they run to it. Because that's how quick the process can work if you apply yourself. And if you're the type of person that is going to apply what, what I coach you on, what I mentor you on, and because I've never done this before, and because I've, co I've to be able to do these podcasts and the media, I've had to take things off my plate, which is the coaching. So I don't do this privately anymore uh, in the short term anyway. But if you would like to be one of the the very few people who would like to be coached by me and helping you find your passion, wherever you are in the world, wherever you're listening from, it's irrelevant. As long as you have one common thing inside you, one eager thirst inside you, and that is to find your passion. Identify that. If you are that person, email me at Rita at Unbox Your Gift. Let me know that you want to be one of the people who uh, want to be in this mini documentary series because that's all we're going to do. As long as I can help you, that is our collective legacy of you gaining yours gives permission for someone else to gain theirs. And that's really what it's about because if you give yourself permission to find what you're good at, that automatically is a domino effect for giving permission for someone else, the audacity, the courage, the confidence to find what they're good at in themselves.
And that's why school has become such a huge thing and people in year 12 uh, study, studying for end of year exams are so overwhelmed and so stressed because it's like the be all and end all. You know, they make out these exams to be there and little do they know it's just, it's just another exam. But the life after these exams, after school is, that's where real life begins. You know what I mean? So I'd love these for year 12 students who maybe aren't doing well at school or maybe are doing well at school and want to know what else could I do with myself? If I don't want to go to university, if I don't want to uh, study a degree, if I don't want to be in debt, what else can I do if I don't want to work in a job that I don't like? If a mother of uh, who's at home, I was just searching online, you could be that catalyst that if someone will see themselves in you and just by finding yours, you give permission for someone else to find their passion themselves. And so if you'd love to, I'd love to have you um, and meet with you and coach with you to help you find your passion and the logistics will, we'll be discussing once uh, the application is approved because this is the application based to make sure that we get the people who are eager and not just interested, right? Not just interested in finding their passion because I'm interested in going for a bike ride. I'm interested in, you know, learning how to cook, but am I passionate about it? I'm not. And so there's a difference between being interested in something and being passionate. Passionate is you will do whatever it takes to see that through, to make sure the service is given, the value is received. You know, that's passion and that's commitment. And so we're looking for those people and that's why there's an application process to make sure that we have people who are in that space of just wanting it so badly and eager and uh, to document that process for others to learn from. So if that speaks to you, I would love to hear from you. And by the way, I'd love to hear your comments. How are you finding the podcast so far? Please send us a voice comment, send us a thumbs up, whatever you have. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to be able to tailor these to you. Who would you like to have on the podcast? Any comments or feedback, it would be an absolute thrill to hear from you. Thank you so much, guys. I look forward to hearing from you, whether it's general feedback or it's to be coached uh, for the Unbox Your Gift mini documentary season on how to find your passion and turn it into a profession. Complimentary from us for a select few people. Wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, thank you for listening and God bless.